Miracy. Hi, I'm Sean D'Souza, and you're listening to Making It. I run a business called Psychotactics. Yes, you heard that right. It's Psychotactics. And what we do is we look at why customers buy and why they don't. And that pretty much takes up all of our day. So I'd move to New Zealand and I would meet with these agencies and then I would go on holiday sometimes and, and then I would get in touch with them and they would say, oh, where were you? We had this really big $3,000 job. And I'd get really annoyed with myself because I not only lost the $3,000, but I also opened the door to competition, which is why I started reading books at the public library, which was another really cool thing because I didn't have that in India. When I went to the public library here in Auckland, New Zealand, I could get access to all of these books. And I just got a 30 books at a time, started reading them, and then found, oh, I'm really interested in marketing or copywriting or something to that effect. And I started writing articles online. This is back in 2000. It was in six point. And I don't know if you know point size, but six point is like you need a magnifying glass to read it. And there was no subscribe button. There was like you read a lot. And then it just said, if you would like to subscribe, click here. And just the click here had a little hyperlink under it. And a thousand people subscribed. Not on one day, but we had a list of a thousand people. So I don't know, maybe the internet was more, <laughs> more gullible back then, more trusting back then. But it kind of showed us that it worked. And that's kind of where we started. So I heard this the other day on a podcast and someone said, what do you do for a living? And the answer was, I listen for a living. And that's kind of, it kind of takes your breath away when you realize that that's, that's what you do. You listen, you put yourself in the other person's place. So the psychology for how the other person thinks is mostly not about some fancy thing, but about listening or watching what are they doing, and then when they don't do something the way you expect them to do, why didn't they do it? We tend to think that people are very unpredictable, but people have very few things that they are looking for. And basically, they're looking for things like risk. And if there is a certain amount of risk, then they don't like that situation. And then they get to a point where, okay, I don't have that much risk, but I don't like it that much. And and if I were to boil things down to how I understand the world, it is just risk and like. The reason I got into business was just to make money like everybody else. But the thing is that most of my family, all my uncles were, most of them were in business. I have a lot of uncles, by the way. My father comes from a family of seven brothers, so... There were six brothers, excluding him. About four or five of them were already in business. And then my grandfather also had a couple of restaurants. And I learned recently that my great-grandmother also had her restaurant. So I don't see it as genes. That's nonsense. You don't have a restaurant gene or a business gene. But I definitely see it as an environment. And it was not discouraged. I know other families, like, for instance, my wife's family, 
where a job was encouraged and doing anything by yourself was not seen as a good thing and it was not discouraged. So when I was in university, I got a chance to uh, go and meet uh, someone at a magazine and I drew a cartoon for them, which is what I used to do. And they paid me for it. And I thought, oh, this is cool, which led to another cartoon and a whole bunch of cartoons. And soon I was paying for my motorcycle and for fridges and just on the basis of cartoons. So that's how I kind of got into business. It wasn't, oh, I have to get into business. It was just like, okay, let's make some money. What I did recognize as I was growing up is that the teaching of my father, so he used to teach shorthand and typing. And I did a short course with him and it kind of showed me how every time he did the same course, it was different. And that kind of fascinated me that even back then when we didn't know about apps and software, that he was always improving it just a little bit. And then the next time, just a little bit and changing it and testing it and doing all the stuff that we do today with, with technology. But he was doing it with this course. And I think that's kind of what sat with me. You know, as a cartoonist, I learned this a long time ago, which is I used to draw cartoons once a week and it was a big problem. But when I started drawing a comic strip once a day because one of the newspapers wanted it, that became easier. At that precise point when I started drawing a comic strip once a day, which is five days a week, the second newspaper also approved one of my comic strips. So I had to do two comic strips every day. And you would think that's terrible, but something that you do on a consistent basis every single day is what makes you faster at it, more fluent at it, better at it. And you work out systems where everything is very quick. It's like the way you walk, the way you drive, you don't have to think about it anymore. And that's where I see most businesses struggle, which is they start and they stop and they start and they stop. Whenever anybody asks me, should I do this on YouTube? I go, do you have a plan for 2029? Like, do you have that plan? If you don't, I don't think it's going to work. Making it the way I defined it was to be able to have a coffee at any time, any place with any person. And what this meant was, of course, now it's difficult, but the way I explained that concept was that making it meant that I could have a coffee in Tokyo with you at any time and that my work wouldn't be a barrier in it. Whatever I'm doing wouldn't be a barrier. So I would have the resources, I would have the time, and I could meet anyone I wanted. And that's the way I look at making it. I, I still think that's the benchmark of what it means. The biggest lesson that I've learned is quite contradictory to what you call making it. And that is that you're never made. It's just this ongoing process, which seems to get more complicated nicer but more complicated along the way in the sense that today I have hobbies that I didn't have 10 years ago like uh, you know I do a diary every day I, I go and take like a thousand photographs 3,000 photographs a month but also I didn't do any podcasts I didn't do so many things and so when I look back at 2000 I was just writing the only thing I was doing the whole week was writing a newsletter just one newsletter I think 
at that point in time, I had this naive concept that if I just had a newsletter and a membership site, or if I had a newsletter, a membership site, and three products, I'd be okay. And I think that it would have been a pretty good plan. But over the years, you just get bored with just doing the minimum amount, like what most people seem to dream of, which is, oh, I can only spend four hours a week and I'd be so great. It's a very boring life. And so eventually you start stacking up more things to do. And and then the balance is like, wait a second, you still need to work X number of hours in a day and still need to waste the time that you need, still need to spend it on your hobbies and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of how I define making it. But it's not, it's, I mean, it's just still work in progress. I don't know when it'll stop. I'm pretty sure it won't. Hi, I'm Sean D'Souza, and you've just been listening to Making It. You can find me at Psychotactics. Yes, the site hasn't changed since I last announced it. So psychotactics.com, and we'll see you there when you get there. Thank you. Making It is part of the Miracy FM network, which also includes Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was assembled by Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb produced the episode. Danny Bermant is our associate producer, and Danny Innie is our executive producer. So you don't miss the great episodes that are coming up on Making It. Go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you liked the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.